0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here in Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, a pro football-focused stat that confirms what we saw on Sunday. Braves could sure use some Matt Olson right about now. And my favorite dynamic duo got the majority of snaps. We'll talk about all of that next. Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome into this Thursday edition of Hitting Hard with John Trucker here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com. Put Locked On Sports Atlanta in your search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment. We are free and available to download on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Odyssey. Give us a five-star review. Don't forget now you can find us on Amazon, Fire, and Roku as well. Then follow me on my Twitter page at JMCH316. So I came across an interesting stat yesterday from Pro Football Focus that really did kind of confirm probably what we already knew. One of the things we talked about in the game is there was no doubt that Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints went after A.J. Terrell and Casey Hayward. So one of the stats that Pro Football Focus puts out is what they call, quote, perfectly covered plays, unquote. What that is is a perfectly covered play is where every coverage player on the field earns a coverage grade of zero or better on a single play, okay? So basically, a very successful play where everybody does their job, right, in coverage. For week one in the NFL, the Browns, Vikings, and Bengals had the three highest percentage of perfectly covered plays. What I thought was interesting, though, is only three teams in the NFL had a lower percentage than what the Falcons had the Seahawks, the commanders and the chargers all had a lower percentage. Now, to be honest with you, didn't pay enough of all of their games to know, but when I saw that stat, it just confirmed to me about what I thought from Sunday that look, I love Casey Hayward. I love AJ Terrell. They've got to get it cranked up and going. And I wasn't surprised to see that the Falcons graded out so low because Jameis Winston with Michael Thomas took his shots. And look, Winston had a perfect quarterback rating in the fourth quarter of that game. And now this week doesn't get any easier. I don't know if you saw or not, but, you know, Cooper Cup was, oh, I don't know, the offensive player of the year in the NFL. He was the Super Bowl MVP. They have another good wide receiver core. And while I believe in Hayward and A.J. Terrell, and I do think they do a bounce back, because what's going to be fascinating about this week's game in Los Angeles is the fact that Jalen Ramsey got torched on Thursday night. A.J. Terrell at times got beat. And I won't say that he was getting way beat in coverage, but Winston made some good throws and Thomas made some good catches, right? So, look, I expect both Ramsey and Terrell, who – Last year, graded out as the top two coverage corners in the entirety of the NFL. I think there's going to be a little tete-a-tete, and they're going to go want to show one another, hey, who's the best out there? And I'm fine with that. Look, if that's the motivation that A.J. Terrell needs for this Sunday to really get it cranked up and going and get back to being the guy that we saw for you know last year, I'm all for it. Because it's going to be another week where it's not going to be easy with the wide receivers that the Los Angeles Rams are going to toss out there to them. And Cooper Cup's a handful. Thought somebody described it best. Cooper Cup does such a great job of just getting open, right? And that reminds me of Wes Welker. Wes Welker was a guy like that. That, you know, whatever the physical things are and and speed or this or that. One of the things that guys like Wes Welker did. Wes Welker was a master at getting open. Cooper Cup is like that as well. Cooper Cup always finds a way to get himself open. So this is going to be another big-time test for Terrell on Sunday, and I think it's going to be fun to see what he and Ramsey do. We'll talk more about this in just a second, but first let me talk about my friends over at BetOnline.net. Look, NFL season kicks off tonight, right? Got a whale of a game tonight, right? Kansas City, Chargers, right? Tonight, hell of a game that's going on tonight. BetOnline.net, if you're interested in getting on the action, all of your best sports wagering information is right there at your fingertips at betonline.net. Head there today, check out their esports, betting odds, podcast information, scores, information, whatever that you need is available to you. Take that mobile device, head to betonline.net and get all of the information that you need to be a smarter sports wagering information person. So NFL kicking off tonight, college football getting underway. We got golf, MMA. We got baseball headed down to the – look, believe it or not, baseball's only got a handful of games before the playoffs are here, right? I mean, just a handful of games before the playoffs are here in baseball. Head to betonline.net today. It's where the action starts. But I really do think that this is going to be a fun matchup of two of the better corners, maybe the two best corners, you know, in the NFL – that have something to prove, right? Ramsey didn't play very well on Thursday night. Terrell, while I'll say that he didn't, he wasn't awful, but he didn't grade out very well, and Michael Thomas was able to make plays over him. So, you know, look, it's not going to be easy this week. It won't be easy next week with Tyler Lockett and some of those guys. But I'm not upset about the fact that A.J. Terrell had some struggles on Sunday. I think that for him is used as motivation to get things cranked up and going this week. And look, they need him. We'll see what the pass rush looks like. You know, the Rams are kind of a sum of their parts offensive line. There aren't like, they don't have a first team, all pro, an outstanding guy. There are some of their parts and they do a really good job, but you know, they got torched on Thursday night. They gave up seven sacks in that game. So you would expect that the Falcons' defensive line is going to be able to make some hay and get after Matt Stafford and make his life tough. Well, even if it's not a sack, we saw this with Winston earlier. In the game. Even if it's not a sack, force him to have to make a throw early. Force him to have to get rid of the football before he wants to. That's how you get a quarterback into making a mistake. Get him to have to throw it before he wants to get him to have to make a quick read and just kind of rely on where the receiver is and make a throw. That's where a guy like AJ Terrell has to pounce. And I think if you get the combination, look, controlling the line of scrimmage, right? That's everything in the NFL. The NFL is not a hard game to figure out. If you can control the line of scrimmage in the NFL, you have a shot to win. Doesn't guarantee you'll win because you need a play from your quarterback, you need a running back to make a run, wide receiver, a play here, this, that, the other, give me a turnover, whatever. But you're going to be right in every NFL game if you can control the line of scrimmage. And I think that this is a good challenge for the Falcons on Sunday. They can get after Matt Stafford and do some of the things that Buffalo did, and they created some turnovers against Stafford. This might be a chance for A.J. Terrell and Casey Hayward to get themselves back on track. If you can't get some pass rush, Cooper cup is a handful and he's going to find a way to get open and make some big plays. So I think that, you know, chess game, that Ted on Ted, and I think you're going to see both Ramsey and Terrell want to have a big bounce back coming up on Sunday. All right. When we come back, brave sure could use some Matt Olson right about now. I'm going to give you some numbers that ain't very good. We'll talk about that next hitting hard with John Chuckery locked on sports Atlanta. Back on hitting hard with John Chakray and locked on sports Atlanta. YouTube.com is where you find locked on sports Atlanta. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment free and available to download all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five star review there. And of course, follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH 316. Don't forget Roku and Amazon fire is also where you catch us. Now check us out on those platforms as well. Well, the Braves come back home. They'll get ready for Friday against the Philadelphia Phillies and, uh, you know, it was it was kind of, look, remember, hey, just saying, remember I told you about this road trip last week? I said, eh, you know, this is kind of a sneaky, tough road trip out west, Seattle, San Francisco plays well at home. Okay, well, not that we told you so, but we told you so. Uh, anyway, one guy that the Braves could certainly use, though, here down the stretch is Matt Olson. Listen to some of these numbers, okay? How about for the month of September thus far? In 12 games in the month of September, Olsen has four hits and 42 at bats, 49 plate appearances. He is hitting 095 with a 225 on base and a 167 slugging. That's a 391 OPS. He has 14 strikeouts to only four hits. He's at a homer and four RBI. Now, I want to give you another number as well because I thought this was interesting when I when I looked this up too. Since the All Star break in the second half of the season, okay, second half of the season for Matt Olson, two hundred nine plate appearances, he scored thirty one runs, he has eleven homers, thirty one RBI, and he hit two oh seven since the All Star break. With a 297. Remember how good his on base percentage was earlier in the year? Drawing walks, getting on 297 on base, 424 slugging, which is a 721 OPS. Now, I know some people love and some people hate projections and things like that. If you project out Matt Olsen's numbers to what they will be at the end of the season, which give him credit, he's played in every game, he leads the majors in games played. He's played all 143 games. His pace this year, 77 walks. That's 11 less than the year before. 32 homers. That's seven less than the year before. 103 RBI. That's eight less than the year before. 85 runs scored. That's 16 less than last year. His OPS on track for 797 That's 114 points below what last year was. 31 points off his average, 44 points off his on-base percentage. Well, he's a really good defensive player. You know what his defensive wins above replacement is this year? Minus 0.3. Now, look, has it been a bad season for Matt Olson? No. You give me a guy at first base who drives, who it's 32 homers and 103 RBI. But let's factor in. Number one, the park that he's playing in. You know, Truist Park is a way better hitter's park than what Oakland Alameda Coliseum is, which has always historically been not a good hitter's park. Tons of foul ground area, tough to hit out of. That's always been a detriment is guys trying to hit in that park. So you would have thought with Truist Park, remember, people put up their spray charts and, oh, look at this. This this would be a home run in Truist. Okay, well, none of that matters until you actually get in the batter's box and have to perform out of all of it. So he hasn't taken advantage of the home park that he plays in. Um let's be realistic here. The lineup around Matt Olson compared to what he had in Oakland, do you really want to compare the guys at the top, bottom and middle of the order in Oakland to oh I don't know, the World Series champs? So he's got a lineup that is let's on a let's on a small scale say the lineup is 798 million times better than what he had in Oakland. And by the way, his defensive rating isn't telling you that he's some elite defender. He's a minus 0.3 defensive war, not three, a minus 0.3. So he's basically slightly below what the average replacement guy would be for him there. Again, has it been a bad season for Matt Olson? No. But now you need Matt Olson and you need him. Look, I wouldn't be opposed to giving him a day off or something like that. I'm I'm not going to be surprised if Snitker doesn't drop him down in the lineup a little bit. And if that means Ozuna or somebody hits a little bit higher, I got no issue with that. You need to find a spark to get Matt Olson going. We'll talk more about this in just a second. But first, let me talk about my friends over at Coffee AM. You know how much I love these folks. Coffee AM is your small, best small batch coffee roaster in America, located right here in the state of Georgia, up in the can area. Go online today, coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Go through their wide menu of products. You need K-cups. You want organic coffee. You want flavored coffee. Whatever it is that you want or need out there. You want tea. You need a gift set. Whatever you need is right there for you at coffeeam.com. And let me tell you, folks, you get that box delivered to you and you open it up. It's like it's better than any air freshener you could ever have. Smells tremendous. Their coffee is magnificent. So here's what I got going on for you. Head to coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Put together that first order. And when you get to the coupon or when you get to the checkout, excuse me, use the coupon code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Use locked on at checkout and you get 15% off your first order coffeeam.com. it is the best small batch coffee roaster in America but now is not the time for Matt Olson to decide to go into a funk so if Snitker needs to give him a day off or look we know how Snitker at times really plays up he ain't afraid to move guys up and down maybe move Olson down a little bit maybe move him instead of putting him in that because right now their lineup needs to score some runs and they need to get some things cranked up and going now look Fortunately, you know, they've got the Phillies who are good, but listen, Phillies right now are fighting for a playoff spot and you'll still have the God awful Nats and Marlins and scuzz bucket teams and all that kind of stuff. But the Mets and look, they just got swept by the Cubs. So the Mets, the Mets did a a good job of helping the Braves stay in it. But Matt Olson's one of those guys that if you're going to hit him third or cleanup, he's not getting on base right now. He's not driving in enough runs right now and he's certainly not just hitting in general right now striking out a lot more than than normal right now drop him down or give him a day off you know at this point of the season you have to be creative about how you get some of your guys fixed and this team needs all hands on deck we're just a handful of games before the end of the season still a half game behind in the division so while that's not much but you can't afford to have Matt Olson just be basically a guaranteed out in the middle of your lineup. And I know it's always the same thing. Oh, yeah, I'll fix it. And I'll, well, okay. It's September 15th. Last I looked, he's hitting o ninety five 95 for the month, this home series, because usually when I speak about this guys, listen and they get it figured out. So I'm speaking it into existence. Remember last time I talked about Matt Olson coming back here against the Marlins, Needed three home runs, what'd he do? Hit three home runs. So obviously, we have a pipeline in there. They listen. They know exactly what's going on. They hear my comments, and they know they have a lot to live up to. So I need Matt Olsen to have a big series this weekend. I need him to get his bat on track this weekend with the Philadelphia Phillies. Give me a couple of homers. Give me four or five hits. Draw me a few walks. Have me a nice weekend series. And start to get this thing turned around. Because right now in September, it's been disastrous. And for the second half of the season, stuff to have my starting first baseman every single day who's only hitting 200. And he has an under 300 on base percentage. Braves really need Matt Olsen. And they need him starting Friday night. All right, when we come back, one of the things I liked about the Falcons on Sunday was my favorite new dynamic duo got a bunch of playing time. We'll talk about that next Hitting hard with John Chuckery Locked on Sports Atlanta. Hitting hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. YouTube.com is where you find our page. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment. Free and available to download on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Odyssey. Check us out now. Amazon, Fire, and Roku We're available on those platforms as well. Follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. So one of the things that I really enjoyed about Sunday is seeing a couple of my favorite guys for the Atlanta Falcons getting a lot of playing time. Now, we only started this podcast in April, okay? If you followed me on my Twitter page at jmsh316, you know last season how frustrated I was by watching some of the Falcons' secondary. More specifically, the Fabian Moreau, Deron Harmon, Darren Hall um Eric Harris you know all of these vagabonds that they had love seeing AJ Terrell out there but the rest of that group the Fabian Rose the Eric Harris's the Daron Harm none of those guys belonged on an NFL field starting and yeah I understand we're in rebuild mode and you had to get some guys in and stuff like that but those guys were awful like none of those guys were any good Fabian Moreau was a special teams player for the last two years before he came here and played 92 or 94% of the snaps last year. So one of the things that I loved about Sunday is two of my favorite guys in that secondary, Richie Grant, who I love and Jalen Hawkins too. Both of those guys got significant run. And if you remember, Richie Grant last year only played, I think it was between 20 and 25% of the snaps. And they said, well, they weren't ready or this, that, yeah. Okay, well, he's a second-round pick. You know, you got to get him going, right? I mean, you're not going to get your franchise on track if you swing and miss on second-round picks in this league. That' what's a big reason why the Falcons are where they are is because they've laid so many turds in the first and second round that you can't get your roster right. But on Sunday, Richie Grant, who didn't get a whole lot last year, Jalen Hawkins, who worked himself into a lot more playing time last year, those guys played all but one snap in the game on Sunday, 98% is what it it comes out to be, but they played 60 of the 61 defensive snaps on Sunday. And that gives me a lot of confidence in the idea that Dean Pease, who's not going to play guys just for the sake of playing guys, Dean Pease is not going to trot you out there if he feels like you can't handle it. And that was part of what Richie Grant, you know, he talked about, he's got to figure some things out. He's got to learn. He's got to get in the right position, blah, 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 blah. Hawkins the same way. Now you're seeing those guys starting to come to fruition. And when we talk about guys who had sneaky good games on Sunday, Richie Grant had a sneaky good game on Sunday. Jalen Hawkins, I thought, had a really sneaky good game on Sunday. I know we talk about the pass rush and some of the other things that went on, but Jalen Hawkins, I thought, really played well on Sunday. And he's a ball hawk safety. This is what he did in college. Grant can play the run. Grant can cover. Grant can do a lot of things. I'm one of those people that I love a great secondary. Okay. I love, and especially in today's NFL, tell me I've got corners and safeties who can cover, who can hit, who can tackle, who can do multiples of things. Tell me that my corners and safeties can do a lot of different things. And that's what I love about this. And look, having to sit through last year of watching Fabian Moreau and Eric Harris, by the way, Eric Harris, Eric Harris played, uh, what's the number here? Eric Harris played one snap on defense. One snap. Darren Hall, by the way, played two snaps on defense. Okay. Can I tell you, I'm good if I don't see Eric Harris, Darren Hall, Fabian Moreau, Durant. I don't want anybody back from that group. I don't want to see any of those guys on the field. Sink or swim with your young guys, okay? Sorry, but, I mean, this is the year to find out about Hawkins, Grant. Either they can handle it or you got to go back in the draft and go get more guys. Like, I can't keep playing this game of Fabian Moreau and Durant Harmon, and Eric Harris, and all these vagabonds that have no business starting in the NFL, that if they weren't here, they wouldn't be starting in the NFL, or they're playing for a team that's so bad that they have no choice but to start. And that's sort of what happened here last year. You know, Fabian Moreau was a two-year special teams player for the Redskins, and then came over here and played 94% of the snaps. So I was really happy to see Richie Grant and Jalen Hawkins stay on the field. That's what I want out of those two guys. I need those two guys to be sort of anchors on the back end. Because I know A.J. Turrell and Casey Hayward, I know they had their struggles last week, but I know they can handle what their assignments are back there. And at some point, you get Isaiah Oliver back. I thought D'Alford played well. thought he did some good things as well. Didn't think he was you know, lost out there on the football field at nickel corner. Obviously, they'll get Isaiah Oliver back at some point, and he'll maybe probably reassume that nickel corner spot. That's all fine. But I need some safeties that can do some different things in today's NFL. If you have really good safety play, look, I'm not comparing, but you get into the Legion of Boom days and this, then, the other. You know, as good as Sherman was, look, Earl Thomas, Cam Chance, those guys were really the captains of that defense back there, right? And I'm not comparing or anything like that. But boy, if Hawkins and Grant, my new favorite dynamic duo for the Atlanta Falcons, and I was hoping and wanting to see these guys play a lot more last year. And I understand. Look, this is where you have to trust the wisdom of Dean Pease, right? This is where you have to trust his player development and his understanding and not putting guys out there if they're not ready to play. You know, not just, you know, get them out there for for all that. But now, I'd much rather have those guys out there than, again, sink or swim with a Fabian Moreau or Eric Harris. I'm glad that that script has completely flipped out there. And again, these guys may have their hands full on Sunday with the with the Rams. But you feel better about the progression of where a lot of these guys defensively are. If you can get Katie to have a good rookie season, Michael Walker has taken a step forward, right? You know, you've got Hawkins, you've got Grant. If you can start to get some of these young guys to develop, right, then this defense has a shot. And if they can continue to control the line of scrimmage, get after the quarterback, get some lockdown on the outside coverage-wise, they may have a sneaky shot at being a really good defense this year. And I do think that one of the things that helps out is they've got the right guy at the helm. I think Dean Pease is the right for this group to have a 50 year coaching veteran, you know, and maybe a guy who's a little bit cantankerous, you know, I like Dean Pease and I like when he gets in front of the media and does his thing, but I think he's the right guy. Give me that savvy old veteran kind of coach, right? You know, in that mode of the Dick LeBose of the world, let me have that savvy veteran coach to coach up these young guys. And you saw for, Two guys that had a lot of trouble getting on the field last year for the Atlanta Falcons, those guys played all but one snap on Sunday. And if this defense is going to get us to the next level and get us where we got to go, those two guys are going to be two of the anchors that help get that done. All right, we well, thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Chuck for your first listen every day. Make ATL Day 1s your second listen every day. Jarvis Davis and Ethan Batiste, my friends talking all things in the heart of the city of Atlanta. They're free and available on our YouTube page as well. Check them out there. Leave us a comment. Free and available, too. We can You can download us on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Hit us up, too. Amazon Fire, Roku. Check us out on those platforms as well. And, of course, follow me at JMCH316. Programming note, tomorrow we're going to do another Hangouts. Me, Zinno, Jarvis, Tanitra, the four of us are going to do a Hangout show. We did this a few weeks ago, got a lot of great response on it. So we're going to chop all things up as we got a busy weekend. College foosball, Falcons, a lot to discuss. So we're going to have another ATL Hangouts coming up tomorrow. Check us out. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta.